You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 94, Parenting with Vulnerability. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected. This is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama. It's Memorial Day weekend 2020, and things are starting to open up again around the country. For me and my family, we're still being cautious and staying home and avoiding contact with people as much as possible. And one thing I've noticed is that when I don't get outside and move my body, it really affects my mood. I hadn't noticed it before because I was always moving around at my job, but lately when I don't get outside, I am super cranky and sad. Like crying, weepy sad. And as a mom, you know, I want to come across to my kids as strong and always in control, but I also want them to know that I'm a human who gets sad sometimes and cries and doesn't always have it all together. So today's episode is about parenting with vulnerability and exposing our humanness to our kids, why that's important and what it does and doesn't look like. So first, let's define vulnerability. Google says it's the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. And Brene Brown, who most of you know is a leading researcher on the topics of vulnerability and shame, says that vulnerability is uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. Now, what's funny is that you could just substitute the word parenting in there and say that parenting is uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. But we don't like the feeling of vulnerability. It's uncomfortable. So why would we ever choose to feel exposed to the possibility of attack or harm? We naturally want to protect ourselves from that feeling and from the perceived harm itself. So often we don't choose to be vulnerable, especially with our children. We want them to see us as an authority figure, as someone who's strong and brave and infallible. We want them to see us as role models who they can rely on to keep them safe. So we put up emotional walls, we put on brave faces, and act as though we're indestructible. Because if we showed our humanness, if we showed our own flaws and fears and mistakes, we think that our kids would lose trust in us. They'd reject us and we'd lose our connection with them. But here's what I want you to know. The exact opposite is true. When you can be vulnerable with your kids, in appropriate ways, which I'll get to in a minute, you can create more connection, more trust, and more influence in their lives. When you don't allow your kids to know the real you and learn about some of your imperfections and struggles, they can feel intimidated by you and unconnected from you. They know they're not perfect, so they feel they can't relate to you, and they feel uncomfortable sharing about their own imperfections and struggles with you. Obviously, I don't think you should just go and tell your kids about all the mistakes you made in your teens and 20s or divulge all of your fears and insecurities to them. 
You don't want to burden them with personal information that might make it harder for them to trust you in the future or tell them things to get your own needs met for sympathy, comfort, or admiration, for example. That's just having poor boundaries. But being vulnerable can be useful in situations where you want to help your kids feel more comfortable opening up to you about something or provide insight and guidance about how you handled a similar struggle to theirs. For example, when your kids are afraid of something, anything, you can say, you know, I used to be scared of such and such when I was your age. Or you could even say, yeah, sometimes I'm afraid of that too. Like if they're afraid of thunder, for example, you could let them know, yeah, sometimes thunder scares me too. Just knowing that you also get scared sometimes can help them realize it's okay to be afraid. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with me and mommy still loves me even though she knows this part of me. You might share a personal struggle when you want your kids to know you understand what they're going through. I've shared with my kids about how I felt growing up with divorced parents because they're growing up with divorced parents too. My parents and I rarely, if ever, talked about my feelings about the divorce. My mom got me some books from the library, and that was my introduction to the self-help section that, little did I know, would become my favorite section of the library forevermore. The cool thing is that because my kids and I have been open about our experiences of divorce, I believe we've been able to create a more positive one for all of us. You can use vulnerability to communicate a concern of yours. When your kids get into their teenage years, for example, you might share about a party you went to where there was drinking and what you did or didn't do and what you learned from the experience. That way, you're being open and honest with the intention of teaching them something and influencing them in some way. Another way of being vulnerable with kids is accepting feedback from them, admitting your mistakes, and apologizing. This just happened, actually. Our community pool is closed now due to COVID-19, so Marissa really wants me to buy one of those giant inflatable pools for our backyard. And I told her I had to check with the homeowners association to make sure it was even allowed before spending a couple of hundred dollars on it. I told her I would email the homeowners association that day. The next day, she asked if I had done it, and I said no. I apologized to her and emailed right then with her looking over my shoulder. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, but I could have said, honey, I was busy. Stop nagging me. I'll get around to it. But I want to model for her what taking responsibility looks like. Because when she doesn't do what she says she's going to do, I don't want a lot of excuses from her. It takes vulnerability to take responsibility rather than make excuses or place blame. By the way, the homeowners association said we're not allowed to get the pool and Marissa's very upset. <laughs> I suspect it's going to be a long, hot summer with a lot of running through sprinklers. But I can relate to her in the sense that, as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, I'm getting moody being in quarantine too. Rather than pretending that everything is always fine and dandy, I'm allowing myself to be sad. I'm allowing the feeling rather than resisting it, reacting to it, or avoiding it. And this shows my kids that I can handle my so-called negative emotions and give them permission to have them too. Being vulnerable allows your kids to be vulnerable too. When you create an environment where being human and making mistakes are encouraged and even celebrated, there's no pressure to be perfect or pretend to be someone you're not. Kids know they're unconditionally loved even when they make mistakes or don't succeed. 
If you want them to be courageous enough to come to you with their problems and be willing to tell you the truth about themselves, you need to model it for them. And often that's the hardest part is unconditionally loving yourself and your own imperfections first. Once you're able to do that, it's way easier to love your kids unconditionally and for them to accept and love themselves too. This is usually one of the first things I work on with my clients, how to love themselves and their humanness. A lot of them put pressure on themselves to be the perfect mom. They feel a lot of guilt and shame when they don't live up to their version of that. And then they beat themselves up, which feels horrible. And when they feel horrible, they don't show up as the mom they most want to be, which just perpetuates the cycle. So really, learning to be vulnerable with yourself, trusting yourself and getting to know yourself on a deeper level, builds self-confidence and is the first step to being more vulnerable with your kids. So here's the last thing I'll share with you today. It's another quote from Brene Brown. Vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weakness. Every time I'm willing to be vulnerable, whether it's with my kids or in any other area of my life, it always leads to growth and makes me stronger. So I want to encourage you to be more vulnerable with your kids and take some emotional risks. They'll love and admire you not in spite of your imperfections, but because of them. That's what I have for you today, Mama. Don't forget, when you sign up for coaching with me in the month of May, you'll get an additional four sessions for free. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini to sign up for your free consultation. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com.